0: This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. It's Taco Tuesday! Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com.
1: Throws wide open receiver Tyreek Hill. And you're not going to catch him. Hill down the east sideline taunts Devontae Harris as he rolls into the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City.
0: According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpup.
1: File spins,
0: stays on his feet at the 45. He's got blockers in front of him. 30, 10, 5, touchdown. Everything happening in the sports world. Number 5, you better look
1: at him a little closer. He's a football player. Got that wood right here
0: and even some things not happening in the sports world.
1: Great insight today, Steve. <laughs> Man, you, you disappointed me. You disappointed the Well, the I, got, I got flustered.
0: Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joiner and Steve Sell.
1: Let's do this thing, another edition of According to Jim, right here on 96.7 FM KBBE, or for those of you listening online, Worldwide at MidKansasOnline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in the entire city of McPherson, very busy man this morning, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Did it make you feel any better this morning thinking, hey, today is a Bullpup Football Preview Thursday? Did it make you feel better? It gave me, it gave me incentive. Gave you life. Gave, gave me a reason. Rejuvenated life. you.
2: Yeah, because uh, long night last night. We got home. That's late, right. Up, we went up to Lindsborg for the uh, Mac and Bethany basketball games. Two terrific games. Uh, if you read my game story at MidKansasOnline.com, you'll see uh, with just under five minutes ago, uh, both games were tied. Right. And both Swede teams really finished strong. If they had been 32 uh, minute games like high school, it had been a couple of Bulldog victories. Yeah. Both teams were ahead with eight minutes to go. But uh, Bethany, both Bethany teams are expected to be, you know, among the uh, championship contenders. The Bulldogs picked well back in the pack. So uh, I'm not into moral victories. Per se,
1: yeah, you are. I see you all the time. You've got second place banners hanging up in your office. There's a fourth oh, place banner.
2: I don't ever get second or fourth.
1: There's I, a, there's I a, don't even play. There's a participation ribbon. Well, that's, right there on the back of your computer. That's about the only thing I would get. Thanks for trying, Steve. Thanks yeah. for hanging around 41 years. But for
2: the Bulldogs, you know, it's it's got to be encouraging that they went on the road and played one of the b- best teams really close. Yeah,
1: for sure. And we'll be excited to see them on Saturday afternoon as they will be taking on the Tabor College Blue Jays. Steve, a lot to get to today when it comes to a Bullpup Football Preview Thursday. Right. We'll do that here in just a little bit, but I had a thought for you, and I wanted to see how your brain picks this. So I've been thinking about the Kansas City Chiefs a lot this week. Of course, after their frustrating, very frustrating, loss to the Tennessee Titans on Sunday, and now they're getting ready for their trip to Mexico City, Mexico de FA. Right. You got it. Uh, you know what FA is?
2: Uh, I'd say for football. DF? I don't know.
1: You got it. It's, it's all right, Steve. <laughs> I, I won't send you down to Mexico City to cover the event. Okay. Mexico DF. That's kind of what they call it.
2: Okay, I didn't know
1: that. Yeah, the, the city of Mexico. They oh, don't say, okay. like, the Ciudad de Mexico. Okay. Mexico FA. Okay. You got it. All right. So, anyway, I wasn't thinking as much about the Spanish as I was. Maybe a theory for this Chiefs team. I wanted to know if you think that Patrick Mahomes' greatness is the reason why the defense is so bad. Now let me follow through with this. So when you look at the Kansas City Chiefs offense and what they're able to do and how fast they're able to score, do you think that it hurts the Kansas City Chiefs defense that their offense is constantly scoring quickly? or when they're not scoring, it's a quick three and out and they punt, or they throw a jump pass for 70 yards to Miko Hardman, and that their offense is just not on the field for very long every game, whether it is because they're not playing well and they're getting out of there quick, or they're scoring at just a rapid pace. And so their defense is just constantly on the field. Do you think that that is a big problem and part of Andy Reid's offense with this Patrick Mahomes, with Tyreek Hill, with Travis Kelsey, part of his style affects the defense?
2: No, I don't think that at all because the goal is to score. And it doesn't matter if you score quick or if you take long scoring drives. The goal is to score. So the defense just needs to step up, do its job, and you know, be, a, you know, be a big part of a possible championship season.
1: But what about the offense last week against Tennessee? Didn't they score 32 points? Well they had the Yeah, but they had the ball at one point it was like 30 to 10 in time
2: of possession. So the defense couldn't be complaining. Kansas City had the ball the whole first half.
1: When there was a defensive touchdown by the Titans as right, well. Right. But when you look back at some of those games like the Patriots game last year in the playoffs that the offense Every time they'd get the ball in the second half, would score in like two plays. But and see, so they say, me, all right, defense, go back out there. That should
2: energize the defense. They're doing their job, and as a defense, you want to do your job. So, I, I don't, Right, it I,
1: doesn't matter that they want to do it. They're bad at their job.
2: They're bad at their job. and the I prob- don't know anybody
1: that's like that. We're good at our jobs.
2: The problem is you'd, you'd think some guys that are, are free agents that are really good defensively would say, man, I could go help this Chiefs team win a Super Bowl. They got the offense to win a Super Bowl, but they just can't seem to attract – You know, Frank Clark, they had to trade for him, so it wasn't like a free agent signing. But you look at their free agent signings that they've had on defense. Look at their draft picks. Well, yeah. Their draft picks aren't any good either. No, no. The only draft picks that have been good have been offensive players.
1: And Chris Jones, he's been good. Chris Jones has been
2: good, yeah. But you look at, you know, you look at the other defensive guys, not good.
1: Do you remember in the summer when I said something along this line that people didn't really like, and they went, okay, the defense is going to be way better. I said, I know that this defense is supposed to be better when you look at Frank Clark being an addition and maybe an upgrade over D. Ford. You add the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew. But I looked at that Chiefs defense, and I went, I don't know if they're any better.
2: Oh, I thought they'd be worse. And
1: I don't know if they're any better in the sense that I think they might be worse than what they were a season ago. If you were guessing, Steve, how many times this year do you think the Chiefs defense has given up twenty-five or more points?
2: Almost every game. I'd say well, they play. they've played. They've 10 played games. ten games.
1: I'll say seven. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six, okay? Six out of the ten. Okay. And they've won six games. And so then, the fact that they've won two games But their offense almost always puts up thirty. Right. One. Two, three, four, five. Okay. So when I look at this Chiefs team, I think there is a monster problem with the defense, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I don't know whether the problem is because of the guys they have on the field. I think that's a big part of the problem. I don't know if the problem is the coaching, the schemes, What they're trying to do, did you see that there was another play that Tennessee scored a touchdown on this weekend where there were ten guys on the field for the Chiefs' defense? That's like the second time or third time that's happened in big games for them this year. I don't know if it's coaching. And then I don't know if there's a little element of it that every team that they're playing is playing from behind and having to throw the ball and try and not take up time and has been able to burn them. I think it's just this strange combination of everything. Their
2: secondary is not good. I mean, the whole defense isn't good, but the secondary is, is really not very good. Uh, you know, Honey Badger, you know, he he's got the he's got the name, he's got the swag, but he misses a lot of tackles. Daniel Sorensen, you know, he's getting up in years. He's been there quite a while. Uh Ward, the corner, he seems to be getting better. Breland, probably one of the worst corners in the NFL. I mean, he's only I don't I'm not sure he could start for hardly any other defense in the NFL. So their secondary, it still goes back, as much as he was a nut job, Marcus Peters.
1: He made plays. Made plays. He might miss some plays, but, look but he what, will make big look, plays Look what you. he's
2: done the last three weeks. I I have Baltimore's defense in my fantasy football game. He had a
1: pick six last week.
2: He has, he's had two defensive touchdowns since he was traded from the Rams.
1: The guy made plays. Yeah. You could think he was crazy. He He's a is. knucklehead. He is crazy. Yeah. He'd take his socks off on the field and sure. kick balls into the stands. Sure. He'd fight Andy Reid on the sideline. But the thing is, the guy made plays. Yeah. You know who doesn't make plays? Brelin. Breland. Oh. Charvarius Ward. Yeah. Those good. guys don't make any plays. Yeah, I know. When can you even think of one highlight play made by Charvarius Ward? Can you think of one? Oh, I'm sure. Where you go, wow, that was a pretty good I'm play. I'm sure he's
2: made some, but they just don't stand out.
1: How many Marcus Peters plays can you remember from his time in oh, the a Chiefs? Oh, lot a of, lot of plays. I mean, like 15 come yeah. to my mind. Yeah. And that's the thing that infuriates me about this defense is I just I can't figure out why they are so bad and why they can't make anything happen. And I know that you can look back and go, oh, well, they were able to slow down the Raiders. Okay, it was the Raiders in week two. Yeah. Oh, they were able to slow down the Colts to 19 points, where they got massacred that game. Oh, they held the Broncos to six. Joe Flacco. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the only times that they have been relatively good this season have been against just horrific opposition. Now, Green
2: Bay, they weren't bad against Green they Bay. They gave up 31. Oh, was that? I
1: didn't realize it was that many <laughs> They gave up 31 and couldn't get the ball back. Okay. I mean, it's it's just... Now, who, they,
2: no, Minnesota. That's what I was thinking of, the Minnesota
1: game. They still were gave up 23. But they played better. They you? played better. It's not that hard to be better than what they've been. Yeah. So if that's their their fourth best game is giving up 23 Ooh. to Minnesota. I, I just, this team is extremely confusing to me. Because last year it felt like the defense was about the same. But the offense was just a step better. And, of course, they well, had Mahomes all year. They had so Kareem beat. Hunt at the beginning of the year. Their
2: offensive line is just beat to death. I mean, Eric Fisher's played, what, two games? Uh, Wiley's been out. Um, Schwartz got hurt last week, came back. Um, uh, The doctor, Tuvernay Tardif, whatever his name is. Duvernay Tardif, is that it?
1: Your second one was closer. Okay. Laurent Duvernay Tardif. He's out. He's hurt. Canadian doctor. I mean, they're
2: basically playing a backup offensive line, a second string offensive line, and they're still putting up almost 30 points a game.
1: Steve, how big of a failure do you think it would be for the Chiefs? to not win the AFC West this massive. year. Massive. I think it would be a massive, because massive failure. I
2: wouldn't have said that at the start of the year because I thought the Chargers were going to be really good. I had the Chargers, you know, perhaps making it to the AFC Championship game. Yeah. But they've stunk. Your boy Phyllis Rivers Ugh. has not been good. I still think the Chargers are going to have a little late kick in them. But I think you had more that.
1: faith in Denver, too.
2: I did have more faith in Denver. didn't have no faith and in Joe Flacco. And then I didn't have as much faith in Oakland. But, uh, you know, they're going to be 7-4 and because they're going to win their next two. And if the Chiefs win on Monday, they'll be 7-4. and four. Of course, the Chiefs have the head-to-head win over Oakland. Still in and then game. they
1: play right after the bye.
2: Right. Andy Reid right after the bye. He almost never loses. And that's in Kansas City.
1: It's just such a strange season. And with all the talent that they have, if they don't win the AFC West and have to go on the road well, for a playoff game. They may miss the playoffs. Right. If they have to go on the road for a playoff game as a wild card team or if they don't make the playoffs, I don't know what has to change, but something does but because you know, this team is too talented. But
2: the and the AFC is not good. The NFC to me is far superior than the AFC this year. Yeah. I think you got the Patriots and Ravens and then everybody else.
1: Dolphins, Browns,
2: Pistols, Broncos, pistols, dolphins. They've won two in a row. By oh, way. they're they're on a roll. I know he's high.
1: He's got to be excited. I think you get automatically banned for life losing to the to the dolphins. Yeah. All right, Steve. Let's take our first break when we come back. Let's dissect this matchup coming up tomorrow night for the McPherson I football team taking on the Arc City Bulldogs in the state quarterfinals. We'll do that next. You're listening to According to Jim, ninety six point seven FM, KBBE.
0: You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer's State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM, KBBE, or online at midkansasonline.com.
1: Back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE, Steve bullpup football preview thursday and another exciting one here is every bullpup football preview thursday from here on out gets more and more exciting i don't know what we would do if there was a potential bullpup football preview thanksgiving thursday for a state championship game i don't know what we do maybe we could just go on the air for six hours and (laughs) just just talk about every player on the field what the weather in topeka is like We, we could talk about all of that but for this friday McPherson takes on an Arc City team that is four and 4-6 coming into this game. And the Bulldogs are another one of those teams that they're just a little puzzling. I haven't quite figured out Arc City. For Goddard, we had a really good feel on what they were. Mm-hmm. Extremely talented defensive team, had their struggles on offense, and that's what we saw. For Arc City, they've been all over the place this year, and that's what makes them very hard to figure out. Part of your head goes, okay, well, They've struggled with Winfield twice in terms of not blowing them out or losing by a ton. They lost to them and probably should have won in week number one. Right. Last week they played them, gave up an early field goal, and then shut them out the rest of the way. Winfield scored on their first drive, and then Arc City scored 13 and shut them out the rest of the way. Their offense has shown signs of life at times, and then they've shown signs that, well, they can't really move the ball very well. But the one thing that has been true about this Arc City team for a majority of the year, if you take out about two or three games, is their defense has been very solid. They were blown out by Goddard. They gave up 33 points against May South and then lost to Andover Central in a game where their defense was really pretty good. Defensively, Arc City, I don't think they're as good as Goddard oh, defensively, no, no. but this is a good defensive football team.
2: Yeah, and the thing that skews everything is the 48 they gave up to Goddard. The game that really catches my attention because it's been recent, and that's the Andover Central game. Right. Because Andover, Andover Central is the number two team in the West. That was a 21-13 game, and there was some long – there, there was a,
1: a 99-yard interception run for a touchdown yeah, by picked, Andover Central. pick six. Late.
2: So, yeah, so basically, you know, Andover Central only scored twice. And remember, they got Xavier Bell, you know, one of my favorite guys. Yeah. Also known as Xavier Bell, but he's Xavier to me. But, you know, he's an incredible receiver. They got the Parnell kid. Who is just an incredible playmaker, but uh, Ark City held him pretty much in check. And you know, Coach Pav comes in every Thursday and he talks to you and he talks to me. And and to we don't know him,
1: if he talked to you today because it's it's gone forever. Well, yeah, I, your, your audio recording my, vanished.
2: My yeah, I had to use your audio. But anyway, you hear Coach Pav talk, you'd think this team was ten and zero or should be ten and zero because he just lavished praise on Arc City. Got and they have a freshman quarterback. I still say. A freshman quarterback against Cody Stufflebean and Mason Thrash and Jaden Alexander, Bryson Labertu, those guys. You know, I I think that's very difficult to put a freshman quarterback in that position. But he's he's put up some decent numbers, especially Ulysses. They just they put up a ton of points, and that's the other thing. If you take out the Ulysses game, I don't think they've scored
1: 20 points in a game other than Ulysses. Let's see, they have not scored 20 points in a game. Other than Ulysses, yeah. when they scored 55.
2: Yeah, so Ulysses obviously isn't. I don't
1: player. think the Tigers put back a lot of, put a lot of pressure back on them. Yeah, it
2: didn't seem like. But, but they've got a running back that carried, I believe, 36 times last week.
1: Braden Maddox. They've got. Not they've, like Greg Maddox, they've spelled different. Yeah,
2: they've got a defensive lineman that uh, Coach Pav says is better than the Wycliffe kid from Goddard. And that's saying a And he's also a sophomore, Tavion Mack. And, and he, Coach Pav just raved about him. So the other thing, to me, this is a trap game for the Bullpups because they came off such an emotional high against Goddard. They know they're either going to play Andover Central, the team they've kind of expected to play all along, or if they get beat, Bueller, the rematch with Bueller. If you're a McPherson fan, I think you probably want Bueller, to be honest with you, because you've proven you can beat them. You know what they do. You've seen them. But uh, Andover Central, we just don't know that much about. Even Coach Pav said today says I just haven't. We just you know we're concentrating on the things that we have to concentrate on this week. We'll worry about you know Andover Central or Bueller you know next week. But to me, last week's game was so emotional, so physical. Uh, the Bullpups came out of that pretty beat up physically. Yeah. And I and you know it. But this time of the year, like like he said, everybody's beat up, but some guys are beat up a little worse than others.
1: And this is another one of those games, to me, that it's late in the season, who wants to be there? And luckily for Arc City Emick the weather's a lot better than it was when these two teams saw each other last year. It snowed all night before. It was about 15 degrees at kickoff. And once you get down, it's real easy to say, I don't think I want to be here anymore. My feet are cold. My hands are cold. Now,
2: Friday's supposed to be pretty nice.
1: But for tomorrow night, it's going to be very nice weather. This is a McPherson team that, like we mentioned, beat Ark City 62-28 in this round last year. That's the
2: other thing. They remember last year, and and they don't have Kevin Clark this year, who was basically their whole offense.
1: And Coach Pavis told us, too. He said that was an aberration. That won't happen again against this Ark City team because their defense is better. For McPherson, again, defensively, they match up really well against this team. Offensively? If they can throw the ball, especially connect on a couple of deep passes like they've been able to all year. And remember, last week against Goddard, Steve, they hardly connected on any deep passes. There was one to Cody Stuffelbean for a 30-yard touchdown. But normally this is a team that is able to strike for a 50, 60, 70-yard touchdown once or twice a game. They weren't able to do that against Goddard. But I think this is a team that they match up better with. The other thing that this coaching staff wants to be able to do more of this week is be able to run the football. Run between the tackles. They were hardly able to run last week against Goddard because they were packing the box, they couldn't run the ball inside, and it was mainly just Caleb Hoppus on a quarterback run.
2: Yeah, Caleb Hoppus, to me, showed a lot of courage because he had a thigh bruise, he had a sore ankle. you know. He was cramping. He was cramping. He had just a little bit of everything. Uh, they tried to run Jacob File through the tackles. Goddard wouldn't have any of it. He, I think he had seven or eight yards Rushing last week on the same... I think he averaged one yard a carry. They didn't really try to sweep him very much. And we didn't run the jet sweep very much. So, uh, you know, Goddard, great defensive team. But I just don't think Arc City's defense is good as Goddard. Because Goddard's got stars everywhere. Arc City's got about two or three really good players. But Goddard had about six or seven on defense.
1: The other interesting thing that does parallel with the Goddard game is this is an Arc City team that is big. They are big. They are physical up front. And that's another challenge for this team. You mentioned that McPherson's a little dinged up. That's what happens when you play a bunch of big guys and have to run into each other for as long as they had to. This is another team in Arc City that is big. And finding ways to move them, especially with McPherson's offensive line against Arc City's defensive line, that was the pivotal matchup last week. And I think, again, that's another huge matchup in this game.
2: Yeah, and like I say, you just wonder how sore... You know our guys are because uh, that game was just the pounding that took on in that game. It was it was not for the faint of heart. I mean it 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 was a slam bang game, and uh, it 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 was just like we thought it'd be. We thought it'd be low scoring last week, and it was.
1: And I think this is another game that might not be quite as low scoring, but another one that I don't think this is a sixty point forty point performance by either team. And like we mentioned. This is an Arc City team that, I won't use the word challenged on offense, but they haven't put up monster numbers all year. And it's not been that, okay, they run the ball way better, or they pass the ball way better. They just haven't done anything spectacular offensively. They're a little slower moving, while the other two teams that are on the other side in 4A West... Andover Central, they are not slow-moving. They want to sling it all around the yard.
2: They're pinball type.
1: Bueller's able to break off some big runs. They're able to come at you, and it's maybe not as fast-moving as Andover Central, but it's not slow the way that they handle business. So this is going to be another very interesting game with these two teams on Friday. Two teams that I think match up well against each other. And I think McPherson matches up a whole lot better with Arc City than they do Goddard. I do too. And that's the interesting thing is you keep going it, into the state quarterfinals. It, it
2: may just come down to mental. The game may come Who down. Who wants to be there? Who wants to be there? Who wants to keep going? Who wants to go home?
1: All right, Steve. Other games in 4A West, we mentioned Beulah Randover Central. On the other side of 4A? Doesn't matter. Bishop B. H. takes on Tonganoxie in the one versus four. <sighs> the Tonganoxie Chieftains, they're off to their best start in program history. They're 10-0. and 0 hosting Bishop Miege. See you later. And then the Chanute Blue Comets making their way up to Payola to take on the undefeated Panthers. And I don't think
2: that's going to be very close either. Southeast Kansas teams generally don't fare very well when it gets this late in the playoffs. I know. I used to live there. That's coming from a Southeast
1: Kansas guy. yeah. Steve, let's take one more break and wrap up today's show after this. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE.
0: You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com.
1: Wrapping up today's according to Jim 96.7 FM, KBBE. Steve, it's a busy week. Lots of stuff going on at midkansasonline.com. Yeah. Lots of stuff coming up for high school football playoffs right. tomorrow night.
2: Stories have already posted on every game.
1: That's all, right. All
2: four games. I'm this afternoon is going to be dedicated. We had five signings yesterday. Uh, I've had so much stuff to do today that I just haven't had time to get to them. But
1: Come on, Steve. I- gonna... Work. Well, I work. Know.
2: I know. Get I- to work. I know. I mean, I'm getting buried by the
1: pistol probably. You know, i got to keep up. I think we need to clarify sometimes whenever we say the pistol. We're referring to Peter Holland, the McPherson Sentinel sports editor. Right. Not... A gun. <laughs> it makes it sound like I'm standing in the back with a pistol bearing you into your work. Get to work, Steve! Yeah. But no, we're excited about a busy weekend in terms of high school football playoffs. And once you get to the state quarterfinals, obviously the attention, the focus becomes more. But also, this weekend wraps up the NAI regular season for all the leagues, meaning that the postseason for the NAI begins next week. Right. And that will make things very interesting as well. And we know Kansas Wesleyan will be making an appearance. It's just where they'll be, who they'll be playing, and and how far the Coyotes and and, can go. And they'll
2: be the only team from the KCAC that makes the
1: postseason. And then after that, we begin the trek through basketball season as we we're already in crossover season, football and basketball colliding. We're getting to the end of football, Steve. Yeah. Are you soaking it in? Uh, it's been a fast football season to really, me.
2: It really has. And, and, you know, we talked about conference basketball starting at the KCAC uh, I talked with some coaches again last night about the 20. I wrote a call about the 24 game conference schedule, and a couple of coaches uh, said last night, absolutely ridiculous. It, it, it's just stupid that they play 24 game conference schedule. Maybe at their meeting this year, they'll finally address that at the whenever their next, you know, AD's meeting is. Yeah. Because it's way too long.
1: And then Steve tomorrow on the show, fearless forecaster predictions. Fearless. I'm looking at them right now at midkansasonline.com. Yeah. Whew. It's going to be an important week. He's running out of time.
2: Well, yeah, he really is, and he's not had a very good year.
1: All right, Steve, enjoy the rest of your day.
2: Busy. Got lots to do.
1: Tell him where to go read your work.
2: Midkansasonline.com.
1: What all are you going to have posted? Signings? Previews? Well, we got the previews of You're bit. going to take selfies of yourself and put them up there? At
2: college, uh, Bethany games are up. Central Christian College men, 5-0 and now. Tony's guys really doing a great job. We got... Updates on some former athletes, Michaela Bowers for volleyball. Ben Pyle had 18 last night, so got a little a little ditty about that. So, a little ditty. Like Jack and Diane. Like P. Diddy. Yeah, P. No, not P. Diddy. But, <laughs> but anyway, um, got a lot of stuff up there.
1: Wrapping up today's show, for P. Diddy Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow.
0: According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by...